Gather round. It's time to pick the draft order. So, this is how we're going to do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is your... on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go. One, two, three. Oh, oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. <laughs> but that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Welcome to DFT, Dynasty Football Talk Podcast with my guys, Paul Edgington and Derek Cook. Let's get it. We'll jump right into our first segment of this week, our usual trading segment. We actually do have a couple of trades that we saw go down in two different leagues this past week. The first one, we saw Amari Cooper moved for Cole Komet and a late 23 first. Of course, the person getting Cooper in this situation is a contender. I think he's the first or second seed as of right now. Uh, the other guy, he was a French playoff team. I don't think he has the horses to make a run. But standing-wise, he's been in the 6-8 to eight range most of the season. So it seems like he's finally tossing in the towel. What did you think of this trade, Derek? Sorry, man. On the recording end on mine, you froze there for a little bit. Um, I heard you say that the guy that got Cooper is... Uh, He's for sure a contender. Um, I was going to pull up and see what he was. I'm sure he's still one or two. Um, so to me, it's a great trade. I'm personally not super high on Cole Komet in a late 23 first to a guy who's been at the top of the top of the league all year to solidify the wide receiver room he has. I think it's a great trade for him. Um Personally, maybe I would have kept the 23 first, in my opinion. Um, but if it's if that's what's going to get you money, then go do go make your trade. Yeah, I'm looking at his roster right now, and his wide receiver room is not the prettiest. I mean, he's got Michael Thomas, Sterling Shepard, and Darnell Mooney on IR. Got Jarvis, Julio, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb, all on his bench. And then his current three starters are Mari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, and Alan Lazard. So I'm trying really to find need uh, another receiver. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find what league this is. I think I just found it. Um, doing the same thing, looking at his team. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like you said, he he's currently nineteen and five because in this one we play against the median uh, second place team is sixteen and eight, so he's got that number one seed pretty much in lock. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, go get your guy, you know. Um, personally, I think I'd rather have the twenty three first, but if, if he feels like that's going to be the difference in him winning it all and not, I don't think it's a bad trade for him. I'm just thinking that I could still probably get a pretty decent receiver there at the later end of the first round. Uh, not going to have an immediate impact like what Amari Cooper would, but sure enough, there'd probably still be, I don't know, 
I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And maybe JSN falls to there. Um, maybe Keyshawn Boutte. Hard to say. You know what I mean? Um, I, I can see why he made the trade, though. And this guy's particular position, I'd much rather have the Cooper side. I mean, again, his first is looking like 109 to 110. Well, not looking like, but he's pretty much locked up a first-round buy at this point. So it will be 109 to 110. In that range, I'd be fine with getting the boost for Cooper, especially considering who he would be starting over him. I mean, Romeo Dobbs, Julio. I mean, he doesn't have Jarvis. His options aren't stellar, to say the least. Right. Um, you think he'll be he'll he'll be at absolute worst one hundred nine or absolute best one hundred nine. You know what I mean? It's a twelve teamer. So I, I mean, mean I, right now we play with the league median in this league, of course, as we do in all of our leagues now. And right now, he's got a three game lead for first place with two right. weeks remaining. He's the only team that's locked up a playoff spot thus far, so I he's at this point I think he's guaranteed a first round bye. So I'm Yeah, I think so too. Mathematically I think he's I mean I don't think there's any way he doesn't have a first round bye. Um and then kind of piggybacking off of what you said, outside of Stephon Diggs, I'm really not seeing another like he doesn't really have a wide receiver too. Um Yeah, I mean Lazard's you know, decent most weeks, but as my wide receiver too, I'm not really too happy about him. No, I would want Lazard and like Lazard and Jarvis Landry are probably your wide receiver in two and wide receiver three for him before that trade. So being able to plug Amari Cooper as his wide receiver two, it it helps him a ton right now. Um, I, like I said, I would have done the same thing if I was in his shoes. Bone, you know, buff up that wide receiver room and go win yourself some fucking money. Yeah, that is the goal here is to win that pot at the end now. Absolutely. I know I was, you know, this particular manager that got Amari Cooper, he's a close friend of mine. You know him as well, Ryan. Uh, He was talking to me about this trade that he was going after Cortland Sutton previously before this deal went down, but the guy wanted a first for Sutton and a third. So I was like, ah, I, I couldn't pull the trigger on that myself. I could sit out a first for Cortland Sutton right now, especially if you're looking to vastly improve your wide receiver room for a difference maker. I don't think Sutton is anywhere near that at this point. No, I, I think Amari Cooper's immediate production is, is higher than Sutton right now. Um, and if he's wanting more for Sutton, give me Cooper. And he, in my opinion, Cooper is only going to score more points with Deshaun coming in. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, talking age-wise, you know, Cooper is... 27. 28, 28. 27. Okay. But still, Amari Cooper, the type of player he is, he's a, another guy that's a great route runner, um, still athletic enough. It's not like he's lost a step yet pretty good hands um i don't see him falling off for a few more years 
Yeah, I'm with you there with the prototype of player he is. He should be good for another five-ish years to give us wide receiver one, two production from him. The Absolutely. only thing, knock on him, is his home and road splits. But when you're talking, this guy's going to get into the second round already. That's a home game against New Orleans. Should be fine. Then road game in the championship week against the Commanders. I mean, it's a road game, but it's the Commanders. Should be fine. It should be putting up some, some wide receiver two numbers, hopefully, for Ryan. I think it's a good deal for Ryan. It's not like he gave up a fuck ton, and it's a win-now move, and I can get why he did it. Yeah, from looking at his team, he does have a handful of assets. If he really wanted to get a 23 first, uh, he could do it pretty easily, I'd think. So, you know me, my thing is always, you can go get that pick back later on if you want. You can't get the chance at the championship back. At least for the a- Absolutely. Um no, absolutely. That 23 pick is doing him nothing this year to help him win. Um, if you think that's what's going to make you push over the top to be a legitimate contender, which he already is anyways, but if that's <clears throat> that's going to be the difference between you winning more money, go for it. And, you know, like you said earlier, he's got a couple guys on IR. and probably anticipated Michael Thomas to come back. Michael Thomas would have been a great wide receiver too, so – Yeah, just for his wide receiver room, unfortunately, riddled with injuries, or like you said, he had MT and Darnell Mooney. I think he would have been fine, been better off holding his pick. And Cole Komet, yeah, I know Cole Komet's not a needle mover, but it is tight end premium. So he's still a top 10, top 15 is tight end at the end of the day. Yeah, abso- but, absolutely. Um, yeah, if he had a healthy wide receiver room, I would have stood pat as well. Yeah, and his 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 obviously his uh, starting tight end is Dalton Schultz. So losing Cole Komet, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Like you said, he's you know top fifteen, top sixteen tight end. I think in my rankings, but it's it's not nothing serious when you have Dalton Schultz also on your team. Right, moving a bench tight end and a first round pick that's not scoring you any points for a wide receiver one this season. Give me the wide receiver one and going for that money in the championship all day. Oh, for sure. I think that's an easy decision. But that'll close on that trade. The other trade we saw go down was in a Debbie league. This person acquired Kyle Pitts for a depleted 23 third. In this league, we currently have 24 Debbie players rostered. So slightly depleted. And he sent away. George Kittle and Josh Palmer. Uh, the team trading away pits is, I believe, in sixth place currently. He's pushing for a playoff spot. He's been teetered in the middle most of the season. Yep, currently sitting in fifth. The other team is actually sitting in seventh. And in this league, nope, this, yep, this one. We only we do have seven playoff teams like the NFL, so the top record gets a bye. So both of these teams are fighting for a playoff spot as well as playoff positioning. So it was really interesting why I saw this trade come through that the team in seventh place was willing to give up Kittle and Palmer 
for an injured Pitts in the third, essentially just taking two starters out of their lineup. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it, it makes sense for the guy in fifth place because he got. Uh, it's Kittle's not out for the year, right? Is he? He is not. He's, he's still yeah. playing, so he's good. Right, but injury to me, injuries and Chris or George Kittle. I say Chris Kittle. Injuries and George Kittle go hand in hand. So who's to say what happens? Um, I I mean I'm a Kyle Pitts guy, so I. I'd take Kyle Pitts in the same situation, but I don't personally, I don't think that's enough for Kyle Pitts. And I, the, no. the Debbie depleted third on top of it. I mean, that's not, I mean, he, he got even more back. You know what I mean? <clears throat> if you're telling me I can get a, I can get Kyle Pitts for George Kittle and Josh Palmer. I'm taking that every day to fucking Sunday. Give me that. Absolutely. I mean, Palmer's, depending on if Keenan Allen or Mike Williams are out. So beyond this season, who knows what he's going to look like for you. So I mean, you could mind... argue and say he's already the fourth receiver or the fourth on the pecking order. Cause you know, Austin Eckler is going to get some too. Yeah. But you know, he's only getting some when someone in front of him is out. So you're not counting right. on him when they're fully healthy. No, absolutely. And they re-signed Mike Williams. So, I was I was hopeful for Josh Palmer before they re-signed Mike Williams, but re-signing Mike Williams, I'm I'm currently out on Palmer. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. I have no shares of him, and I'm glad to have it that way. But the person that gave away Kittle, they do still have Hayden Hurst, Jawan Johnson, and Taysom Hill for the tight end, so they do have some serviceable ones to pop in there. Obviously, not on the level of Kittle. But it seems like they're just hedging their bet and betting that, hey, I can take your injured player and boost your lineup, but I'm still going to beat you. I mean, it's it's not a bad move considering the tight end he gave up. Um, <clears throat> personally, if I had if I had Kyle Pitts and I was looking to trade him away and getting a tight end return, it's going to have to be either Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. Otherwise, I'd pretty well not interested. Um, if I wanted Travis Kelsey, I'd say that I'd probably be more on the contender side, especially with Kyle Pitts hurt. Um, but I go get Kyle. If, if that's as cheap, because I think we just, we just did a segment about Kyle Pitts trade values. Was it last week or the week before? And, um, you know, we saw some for him going for George Kittle straight up. And you and I both agree like that is not enough. That is, that is crazy. And that's basically what this was. Yeah, I know this. The Kyle Pitts manager tried to get me to bite on him. He wanted Traylon Burks and Pat Fryermuth from me. For At first, it was Kyle Pitts straight up. Then it turned into Kyle Pitts and Jalen Tolbert, which does nothing. Right. So I told him, no, I'm not, I'm not getting, giving you Traylon Burks on top of Pat F when I'm rebuilding. And I had a little conversation with him. Through the same amount of games, Pat F has produced the same amount of fantasy points as Kyle Pitts. And he's healthy right now. He's going to put you up points. Exactly. If I was him, he another trade he offered me was, in my opinion, kind of off the wall. He wanted Pat F and Quinn, the Golden Molded, years. I couldn't hit reject fast enough when I saw that one. 
Yeah, I remember you texting me about that one. Uh, he was kind of going opposite car salesman on you, talking about Quinn Ewers could be a bust and all this and that. And like, it, one thing that drives me absolutely nuts is when you're being a car salesman and and try and push me on something that you're trying to you're trying to get my player, but then you're saying that he might not not be shit. Like, you, that's that's so asinine. That's for that's redundant. It's completely opposite. You want my player, but you're trying to tell me my player sucks. I mean, the the book is still out on Quinn Ewers. Personally, I, I still love him. I think I've got him overall as my QB4 in my Debbie rankings. But, um, man, Kyle Pitts for Pat F and Quinn Ewers, I mean, I couldn't, I wouldn't have hit it any faster than you did, the reject button. That's That's absolutely terrible. And that's saying a lot because you are a, well, I'm assuming you still are, a Kyle Pitts stan. Oh, yeah. That's not going to change. So I'm kind of off the Kyle Pitts. To get Pitts. Right. But not for that kind of price. I'm Again, I'm rebuilding, so I'm in no position to give you a comparable tight end production-wise, plus a Traylon Burks, who I'm still very high on, and we're seeing what he can do finally. Right. He's finally, finally getting some usage. Um, I think last week after the show, we were talking – and kind of going back and forth. So I can't remember exactly what it was, but say you took uh, Kyle Pitts and later in your same rookie draft, what was the wide receiver you said you probably would have taken or who would have been available? I can't remember, but it basically wound up being, you could have taken like Jamar Chase top three or four and then gotten Pat F later. Mm-hmm. compared to Kyle Pitts and I can't remember who like it was Rondell you were saying. Moore. That's it, Rondell Moore. Um, give me fucking Pat F and Jamar Chase all day long, currently and probably forever. Um, Pat F at this point looks like a stud. I mean, I think I easily have him in the top seven or eight dynasty tight ends. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, that was would definitely be the way to go nowadays. Pat F and Jamar over Pitts and Rondell, per se. Every, 10 out of 10. You're getting the top 10 tight end and the top two wide receiver compared to production-wise is roughly a top 10 tight end with Kyle Pitts and Rondell Moore's wide receiver three-ish. Right. So, yeah, e- easily looking back, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Would have taken Jamar Chase and Pat F every single time. Well, and then before this season, I mean, there might have been, I mean, because Kyle Pitts is, is still supposed to be the unicorn, but currently I have Kyle Pitts as my tight end two in Dynasty, right behind Mark Andrews. But I have Pat F as my tight end six, and Jamar Chase is my wide receiver, overall wide receiver number one. So, like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you're definitely sitting a lot prettier right now if you'd have went the Jamar Chase Pat F route compared to Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I still have Pitts as my dynasty tight end one. Yeah, I can't quit the guy. But I would have myself, I would have made that decision looking back every single time now. Even if that means not having any Kyle Pitts shares, so be it. Instead of rebuilding with those Kyle Pitts shares, I'd probably be contending with Jamar and Pat at this point. Oh, absolutely. I would say so. That and probably at this point, I would say Jamar's dynasty value 
is for sure higher than Kyle Pitts straight up. Oh yeah, if you sent me Kyle Pitts for my Jamar Chase today, I'd laugh at you at this point. I'd need a a fair amount on top of Kyle Pitts to move off Jamar. Yeah, I'm in the I'm in the exact same boat. Before season, that probably probably been a toss up or a coin flip, but at right now, yeah. So, did you have any trade negotiations yourself this past week? No, man, I'm I'm terrible with trades right now. Um, my work schedule is just not appealing to do anything during the day. Oh, that's just unacceptable. No, it's I've, not good. I've tried to get something cooking. I put multiple players on the block in every league and no bites so far, which sucks. I've sent out a handful of offers the past day and so far just either sitting there or just rejection. But I don't think any of them are going to get accepted. Seems like everybody Uh, right now is just being very, very stingy with their assets. That's exactly what I was going to say. Anybody that I have talked to about possibly getting any type of trade done, um, you know, obviously just in the conversation, just, just talking, seeing what, you know, feeling them out, seeing what they want, seeing what I would want in return. Uh, they just, they value their players like gold and value mines like bronze. It, if it don't make sense, it don't make sense. I'm not going to waste my time trying to nickel and dime to get back what I think my guy's worth when you're not willing to add anything. I'm good. Yeah, I'm the same way there. If, if you're not looking to play ball and give me anything fair, there's no point in wasting my time, especially with trade deadlines coming up. You could have other suitors that you're not even talking to just yet because you're wasting your time with this bozo that wants to give you a third-round pick for a guy that's worth the first plus. Right, exactly my point. And unfortunately, most of the leagues that I drafted this year are currently productive struggles, but they are also very young. So uh, very young and they haven't really hit yet. I'm not selling on the dip. That's stupid. You buy on the dip. You don't sell on the dip. So I'm I'm holding Pat in most leagues right now. Yeah, I'm the same boat as you. Startup season this year was a complete blunder. All my teams are in the shitter. Most of them are still young, but they're in the shitter. They're sitting next to Kyle Pitts right now. Kyle, Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance. Teams. No, that's where I'm. Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance, baby. I got fucked on both ends of the stick. Yeah, I mean, I'm just itching for this startup season to get here already to rectify all the fuck ups I did last season. I just can't wait for it. I know I've been telling you for months. I'm just, I want to draft. I want to do more. Do another. You're talking about do a doing a mid-season startup. draft. Yeah, that'd be sweet. I just can't bring myself to do it. It I just seems don't so feel weird, like that's the it? best way to start up a league. Right. And then it's in a, in a roundabout way. It's, I, I don't know what the right word is, but you know, a guy that's like a high profile guy that's injured and isn't going to do anything for you right now. It could severely fall and then set a guy up completely for next year. Um, so it's, it's, it'd be weird to see how people's values adjust based on just injuries mid-season. Yeah, I have a feeling in a mid-season startup, I'd be doing the same thing I did this past year and go on productive struggle because those injured guys will be at a very high value in a mid-season startup. 
I'd have even more shares of Trey Lance at this point. Trey Lance and, and Kyle Pitts, right? Yeah. I'm going to try and Javante stay away from there. them. Right, right. I'm probably going to stay away from Javante next year. But I'm for sure staying away from Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance uh, when we do these auction startups next year. Unless they're at a severe Kyle, discount. Kyle Pitts, I'll probably stay away from. Trey Lance, I can't make any promises. I still think the dude's got the goods. Nah, he he very well might, but I not. think I think I'll take my chance on Justin Fields at this point. I got him ranked back to back, but I got Trey ahead. I, I think I got him ranked back to back, but flipped. I think um, he does. He just hadn't hadn't proven anything yet, and that's my biggest knock on him. And it's no real fault to his own because the game he got hurt, he actually looked like he was. Uh, he was going, going to do something, right? So, I know. Oh, I, I take that back. Our... I have Trey Lance at QB fourteen, or QB thirteen, oh. and Justin Fields is QB eight. Oh, that's just not that's not healthy, my friend. I, I am I am pretty not well sold QB on anymore? Trey Lance. Trey Lance, no, he's just outside of it. I need to see more from him. I I love the kid. I love his ability. I just need to see something from him. Like at least Kyle Pitts showed something for his rookie year. We we've seen a little bit of the rainbow. We haven't gotten to taste it yet, but we've seen it. Trey Lance, it's, it's still fucking raining. Yeah, yeah, that's it's really the thing. Really, the bad thing about Kyle Pitts this year, we saw what we thought he was going to be. We got a glimpse that, of that's... it, and then this season just nothing. Oh, I know all offseason we were talking about doing uh, new startups for our dynasties. I was like, man, I'm going to get a lot of shares of Kyle Pitts because if he can just get four or five more touchdowns this year, man, that would be sweet. Fuck no. Fuck no. At least Not his fault, one. though. Yeah, correct. He got He got one in half the games he played last year. So, um but way less receiving yards and a far worse offense that seems like all they want to do is run the ball with Cordero Patterson. So no fault to his own. Hopefully they figure out the QB situation in the offseason or give Desmond Ritter a chance because Marcus Mariota is just, he's just not it. He's not it. I'm excited for Drake London progressing and Kyle Pitts progressing together. I just hope they get a competent quarterback that can uh, feed them too. They're, they're, they're monsters. That would be helpful. I think that might be a step in the right direction. But I mean, I say throw rankings, out Desmond Ritter. It's tough too when you're in the thick of a playoff race. You got your coach fighting for his job, and situations like that just fucks up the team for the future. Either absolutely can the coach right now, or something, you know. Get him out of there and throw Ritter on the field and build for the future. Say, fuck it, we are going for the playoffs, and we're going to stick with you beyond this year. Either can the coach or give him a guarantee that he's going to be back next year regardless of the outcome. Right. Maybe that would then change the way he's run the team thus far. Yeah, I could could see that because it's kind of the same thing that, like, Matt Nagy did last year with Justin Fields, you know, back and forth with, was it Andy Dalton? You know, just, I mean, I get that, like, it, it's a confidence thing, you know, and then the rest of the guys out there on offense are wondering who the guy is, who's going to be the guy. 
Uh, it's just, it's not good for the locker room, not good for the players, not good for us as fantasy managers. Um, I would just would like to see Desmond Ritter get a shot. It just sucks because Arthur Smith, I, I just, I don't think he's it. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't bring him back personally, but that just means next year when they bring in a new coach that Desmond Ritter's not my guy. I didn't draft him, so fuck him. So now we're going to have to trade a few draft picks to get up in the top three to get the damn quarterback they want, and then, like, the 49ers just fuck their future. Right. Well, maybe they can trade up still, but not to a top three and get a guy like Cam Ward. I'd be pretty nifty there. I'd have to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't Falcons mind fan. that. Right. I wouldn't mind that. Uh, um, that'll wrap up our. Oh, you got more. I was just gonna say I currently have Drake London as my wide receiver sixteen. I don't know where you have him, but I, I am high on Drake London. I love me some Drake London. I got him He's... wide receiver eleven. Okay. Obviously, you love him more than I do. Um, I think the only the only rookie wide receiver I have above him right now is Chris Olave. Uh, I don't even have that. I like Olave, but going forward, I like London more. Obviously, this season Olave's proved a lot and has produced better and played better than London, but I don't think that'll be the case over the course of the next two to three years. I think we'll see London. He'll be the better player, better fantasy player. He he very well could be. Um, a lot of that will hinder on what the Falcons do at quarterback, in my opinion. Uh, Chris Olave's done what he's done this year with a pretty terrible QB situation in their own right. Um, I think I currently have him as wide receiver 10 or 11. Yeah, Lavi, I have him all the way down there at 16. Oh, so we just, we switched him. We switched him. Yeah, so I just can't bump him up much more. He's right behind Devontae Adams, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, and CeeDee Lamb. Um, where do you I'm have choosing... your guy, Traylon? Oh, man, Traylon Burks. Right now, he is wide receiver 20. Mm, yeah, he's wide receiver 27 for me. He could move up one spot to 19 ahead of Chris Godwin. Wouldn't be mad about that. Might be able to push him all the way up to 18, swap him with Garrett Wilson. But that so far, I might think not Wilson's be a bad move. I feel like him and Wilson are really neck and neck currently, but I think Traylon's starting to come out of his shell, show us all why at one point in time he was the 101, period, in a lot of people's eyes. I'm excited to see where Traylon goes from here. He's put together a few really good games fantasy-wise for us. Um, I do see him cracking the top 25 on my list here very soon if he puts up another week of what he's been doing. That would be a sight to see. I know you haven't been the biggest Traylon guy for whatever reason you've concocted in your head. I He was right up there with Drake London for me between the top two wide receivers in the class um, during rookie draft season, fantasy-wise. Um, 
but a lot of the I shouldn't say off the field issues, but like OTAs and training camp, he had the the asthma stuff going down, and he just slipped down my board a lot. And then he hasn't up until the last like what three weeks, he really hadn't done anything. I know he was injured for a little bit too, um, but I just I'm, call it what have you done for me recently? But he just he hadn't done anything for me until the last two three weeks. Yeah. I get it. Your recency bias just kills you, which is understandable. That's for he's a lot starting. Of to, he's he's starting to tickle my fancy. I'm not on the Traylon bandwagon train yet, but who knows? Maybe I'll be the what do they call it? The Kabutno. Maybe I'll be on the train soon. Yeah, the caboose. I was gonna say who is it that drives the train, but that's besides the point. The caboose, I think, is the last train on the the last cabin on the train, but I'll, I'll be on it. Some, I'm sure I'll be on it soon. If he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah, that would be nice to have some more people on this bandwagon with me. And, you know, you're not, you're not wrong. Seem to be finding something. Right. Um, kind of sucks. Cause who knows if Tandy's going to be the starter next season or, or whatnot. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Uh, I think that I'm kind of holding off on bumping him up or down a whole hell of a lot until we see if it's going to be Malik or Tannehill in the future. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Malik. As I don't think so either. Mike Vrabel's this there. Vrabel, I don't think yep, so. Took the words out of my mouth. Absolutely. I don't. Looking at it now. I don't, that pick didn't make any sense for Vrabel. That's not the type of quarterback he obviously wants. Um, he just wants a guy that's going to sit back there and just throw the ball and listen to whatever the fuck he has to say. And Malik Willis, he, he's kind of like your typical what you want fantasy wise. He can do it all. And Vrabel doesn't want that. No, he wants a guy that's going to throw the ball. Yeah, he wants, he wants, a, he wants a yes, sir, quarterback. That's that's what I gather from it. But that'll wrap up our personal trade segment and obviously a little bit of rankings talk that was a little refreshing. I know I did move Traylon up to wide receiver 18, as I talked about, so down goes Garrett Wilson. Hey, I can't be mad at you. Ohio State lost to Michigan, so I can't be mad at you. If you can take a shot at Ohio State player, why the fuck not do it? I get it all year round, so it's my turn. Rightfully so. Two years in a row, man. Enjoy it. Eat it up, because I sure as shit hope we get to play you again in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll we'll save that talk for the Debbie episode and all that nonsense you want to talk about. I really don't want that smoke. I don't want to play you again unless we play in the championship game. Oh, I believe it. But we'll go ahead and head over to the Dynasty Nerds Trade Finder or Trade Browser as we've done the last couple of weeks. Uh, this week's flavor was someone I've been dying to talk about since Clyde Edwards' lair, unfortunately, has went down. Uh, the new starting running back for the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco. Wanted to see what the market's been looking like for him the last week or two. This seems like a very polarizing player up to this point. A lot of people thought, talent-wise, he should have been the starter over Clyde this whole season. So we'll just dive into some couple interesting ones that I found here. How far back are you going? 
right now I'm on the 23rd of November. Ooh. So just so a, you're, just a couple weeks. Yeah, you're you back know, further than I am. He's put up two pretty good weeks. I believe I'll have to look up the good old standard vanilla scoring since, unfortunately, none of our leagues are like that. Let's I'm looking see. it up now. He's put up yeah. uh, 15.6 and 10.7 the last two weeks. Yeah, both, you know, 40% stat percentage and 51. But, was it 15 carries and 22? So, he's been given the opportunity and the keys to the Ferrari of that offense, it seems like, is the running back. Now, absolutely. Finished his RB 23 two weeks ago and RB 16 last week. So... It's nice to see him finally gaining some traction with CEH out. Um, CEH hadn't been the same since the first six games of the, of the year anyways. So hopefully if you had CEH, you were able to sell him on the high. You're not selling him on the dip. Um, but yeah, I think Pacheco... I, I kind of figured it's going to be Pacheco's spot next year. So CEH being injured is kind of a blessing. Or, I mean, not, not to wish anything bad on CEH, but maybe a blessing for some of the Pacheco owners. I think it's his time, man. It's his, it's just his time. Yeah, it's coming a little bit early, but hey, we'll take it to see what the young man's got, see if he really does have the goods that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, but uh, one of the first ones I have came across was Pacheco for a 24 first. So already first-rounders flying off the board for the kid. Pacheco for a 24 first straight up? Straight up. And that was on the 23rd? I'm, I'm trying to... Okay, That I see was it. on the 24th. Okay. I mean, at this point, give me the 24th first, to be honest. Yeah, I'm I mean, with you. If, if I drafted Pacheco, as you know, not in a startup as a rookie, I probably got him in the fourth round or somewhere That's around a, there. Hell of a return um, on your investment. It's a, yes. Where he's been going. Absolutely. I think it's a hell of a return. I might be chewing my words come this time next year, but give me the 24 first. If I could get that out of him, I'd sell him for him right now in a heartbeat. Yeah, honestly, I'd sell a majority of running backs for a 23, or sorry, 24 first right now. Unless you're top five to eight, I'd probably be selling you for a 24 first and would be perfectly fine with it. That's basically exactly where I'm at in my head. Exactly. But, I was. But would you sell him for a 23 second? No. No. I know it's first. I know it's a I know it's a hell of a come up and I'm not gonna get a twenty three first. Um I would much rather wait a year and get a twenty four first because I have a feeling this twenty four draft class is gonna be just as good as the twenty three class. And maybe it's if you get that twenty four first right now, who's to say that twenty four first didn't early? It's hard to say. Shit happens. Um I know like I said, I know I'm not getting a twenty three first out of him and Everybody wants to equate like a year older pick equates a uh, round lower for the upcoming year. I get it value wise, they're probably about the same, but I'd rather wait the extra year and get a first. And that's saying a lot because I don't like waiting. I'm impatient. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I can take a second for him. Chances are, whoever you draft in the second round next year, they're not going to have the opportunity he has, especially this early. But on right. such a great offense, I'd rather just hold him and flip him next year if I can for more, or I'll just ride him for what he's going to give me at this point. 
Well, at the absolute worst, if I traded him, if I was looking to trade him away, I know that I could probably replace him with anybody that I could draft in the first round in 24. I don't feel like I could in the second round of this year. Depending on how you feel about guys like maybe like Blake Corum or Tank Bigsby or something, but I'm not taking that chance personally. Yeah, I mean, of course, naturally the running backs are going to rise up the board come draft time. So if you do ship them off for that second, who's to say it's going to be a mid or early? Right, exactly. Could be late and you're stuck missing that running back run. Exactly. And if it's a late 23 second, I mean, you're basically giving away for nothing. You're you're basically trading away a dart a dart throw that's got a fucking chance for another dart throw that you hope gets a fucking chance. Exactly. Just keep the dart throw that's already has a chance. My, my you thoughts. don't always need to re-roll the dice. No, the whole Here's point that. is the is the win. So mm-hmm. Pacheco could possibly be that piece this year. But here's a really interesting one: Pacheco, Antonio Gibson. And a 23-second for keep trade cuts, newly crowned running back one, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I lost my train of thought. Um, can can you repeat the Can you repeat the question? Did you say was it Pacheco a 23-second Gibson for Walker? Yep. I feel like this is closer than you would think. No, it it is. You threw me for a loop when you said keep trade cut made Kenneth Walker the RB one. That's a fucking joke. Um, no, it's that's that is very close. Personally, I'm not a Gibson stan. I think Brian Robinson is going to push Gibson out of the way here. Probably not before next season, but sometime next season. Um, man, that's close. I'd probably say Kenneth Walker. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably take KW too. I mean, he's he's producing, producing a lot, a so lot. Yeah, he's not my running back one. He's barely cracking my top eight. I don't think he's. Anything out of the ordinary, anything special. He's just getting the opportunity. He's getting a lot of it. That you know, It's a Seattle run offense. We know Pete Carroll knows what the hell he's doing to put together an offensive line and a damn good run blocking scheme. So yeah, I'd, year after. I'd take or, him. I like Kenneth Walker. He's extremely touchdown dependent. He's got nine touchdowns since week six, which I believe is when. Um, fuck. Who got hurt? Penny. Rashad Penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So extremely nine, nine touchdowns in what? Six weeks. I mean, he's, he's got several games of two plus touchdowns. It seems like he's getting a touchdown every fucking game he's playing in now. Um, yeah, which is great. Um, but I have to look know, where I've not got sustainable. him. No, it's not. Look at CEH for six weeks. Um, uh, I was looking at him earlier when we were just talking about rankings, and honestly, I have not moved my running backs much. I haven't either. Did you say you had him as running back nine as well? Uh, Running back eight. 
I've got him as running back nine right behind Austin Eckler. So we're really close. So, but I, I still take Kenneth Walker in this deal all day long. But yeah, I, if this was a first along with Pacheco and Gibson. Oh yeah. That needle flips the other way. Right. No, that, that 23 second, it's the same thing. We just talked about the previous trade. Um, the 23 second, it could be late. I'm, I'm going to value it as a, as a late second. I, it, it's not worthless, but it's close to worthless. Yeah. And a trade like this. Yeah, it really is. And I am a Gibson stand. So I don't, I don't think that he's dead and buried just yet. I don't think he's buried but, just yet, but it's coming. Well, just like the Undertaker and his buried alive match against Mick Foley, mankind back in the days, that arm's just going to shoot up from the grave out of nowhere. Are you going to say Brian? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'll stop. I yep. I like Brian Robinson. If Gibson can keep the fumbles under wraps, I think that he'll be able to play out the rest of his contract. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, but Gibson's other uh, sore thumb is showing is a little bit of his injury problem. I think last I saw in Sleeper a little bit ago, he's expected to play Sunday, so that'll be a positive for him. But You said Gibson is expected to play? I believe that's what I saw last, yep. Okay, yep, I see the same thing. I gotcha. Well, here's another, another intriguing one so I can't figure out what the hell these two teams are doing on either side of the fence. But we got Cooper Cup traded for Pacheco and George Pickens. I mean, if you're rebuilding or contending, I don't see why you're trading away Pickens and Pacheco for Cup. Yeah, the the trade makes absolutely no sense anyways, because like we said before, if you have Cooper Cup, you're probably a super contending team anyways. So you're obviously going to, take that for Cooper Cup. If I was offered that for Cooper Cup, I'd probably take that all day long. I love George Pickens. And Pacheco, I mean, maybe it, you know, the I'm I'm not entirely sure where I sit on him just yet. Um, but yeah, give me George Pickens and Pacheco in my opinion, especially with Cup being out. Yeah, I don't care what my team situation is. I was the two younger guys. Again, I mean just like you said, Cup's out. So if you're contending, why would you move off these two players? They're at least two players you can plug into your lineup and get something out of them, unlike I Cup. Mean you, right. I mean, you could argue that Pickens could be your wide receiver too, and Pacheco, could, you could flex him where he could be your running back too. So give me the points in my lineup. And I personally, I think George Pickens' ceiling is a top five wide receiver in the league. I'm right there with you. I love me some George Pickens, little AJ Green. He's just got that one, dog in him, man. He does. It's gonna it's gonna take him far, hopefully. I but hope so. Here's a a ridiculous one: Travis Etienne for Isaiah Pacheco. Not the biggest Etienne guy, but I still have to stick with Etienne. Seems yeah, to I'm be. Gonna... Valued as a top five running back nowadays. Yeah, I'm I'm in the exact same boat. Uh, value wise, give me Etienne for Pacheco all day long. I don't even it's it's not even close. 
Um, sorry, just looking at my ranking. So I've currently got Travis Etienne as running back 14. Where do I have Pacheco? He's down the list a good ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, Pacheco I have as running back 38 currently. Yeah, said I haven't. Running back. I haven't updated. I haven't updated mine since he's been started. Since he's been starting, so he'll definitely climb up there. But it's it's not going to be anywhere close to where Etn's currently at. Etn, I'd probably have him break tenth right now. If I were to update him, Uh, Pacheco, he would he would crack my top thirty. He would be he'd probably be right ahead of Antonio Gibson. Sneaking in behind Miles Sanders, so about twenty nine thirty. Right. I'm about in the same boat as you. Really, really similar. So this one's uh, this one's intriguing to me. So I'm not sure which side I really want. Pacheco for DeAndre Hopkins, straight up. I know contending, obviously D Hop, but middle of the road, going towards a rebuild. I think I might still want D Hop. Yeah, I don't know where I sit on this one because, like, neither of them currently are worth a hell hell of a lot individually. Um, I think D Hop value wise is probably worth a little bit more currently than Pacheco. I would so I'd probably say D Hop, yeah, but it's it's not by much. It's not by much. I, crazy as it sounds, I'd think I'd say that D Hop has a better chance to increase his value more consistently. Where Pacheco, he has that big week. You better move him, otherwise you're going to be stuck with him like Clyde Edwards-Lair if he doesn't continue to produce week in and week out. I think uh, that we're all hoping that Pacheco becomes Shady McCoy. So ooh, hopefully. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It it could be a CEH situation all over again and they drafted him in the sixth round, so it's not like they have a ton of draft capital wrapped up in him. So it could be a James Robinson situation also. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna run the shit out of him like the Jags did with James Robinson because they have fucking Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, so Exactly. But yeah, give give me D Hop. I as weird as it is to say, I think D Hop consistently he's going to put up points more consistent, hell of a lot more consistently than Pacheco, and his value isn't going to be so volatile. I would probably sell Pacheco if he had a like a two or three game stretch of putting up fifteen points or plus a game. I'd probably sell him just to just to profit. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Again, you know, flash and pan. You got to sell why the iron's hot. I mean, he's not, I don't see him being consistent for the Chiefs, the number one, for two, three years. He might be the rest of this year, and with their situation right now, I think he might be next year. But a lot of mock drafts have seen them taking a running back rather early, so just don't know. And that's why, right, that's why I say get rid of him. Because, man, if Jameer Gibbs goes there, mm, he's toast. Right, right. Because you know Jameer Gibbs is going to be at least, or the latest, a second-round pick. I don't even 
I mm. Yeah, I hope so. Mm. But a couple of rapid-fire quick hitters for you to close this one out. Uh, Pacheco or Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. Pacheco or Juju? Oh, you're not going to answer? Uh, I'd take Ayuk as well. I'm, yep. He's growing on me. I've been up and down on Ayuk personally. Um, he's I'm back up on him now. The roller coaster ride is currently at the top, not the bottom. I would probably take Juju. Not gonna lie. Ooh, that was surprising. Ayuk, he's he's playing really well. I mean, I, a lot of people are seeing it as he's taking away work from Debo because Debo's usage has severely decreased. It's because they but finally I have a that legitimate running back. If I attribute that to Christian McCaffrey, he's working the same area of the field as Debo. And McCaffrey's right. just getting his work, and Ayuk still getting the down the field, the vertical threat. He's still his area is clean. He's got no one evading his space. Right. Absolutely. Um, I might pull back in on the Juju thing again. <laughs> um, I think Juju's a lot more easily replaceable than a guy like Pacheco. I'd probably go Pacheco. Yeah, Juju's a tough cookie when it comes to trading. I had a couple shares of him. Luckily, I moved him. One, I moved for Johan Dotson early in the season. Second one, I moved him and Kyron Williams for Traylon. So both those I'm over the moon happy with to get off of him and get off that ride. Juju's been a hard cookie to sell for like two or three years at this point, which to me is crazy because, um, I mean, he's been super consistent up until, what was he injured? Injured a good bit last year. The year before, I can't remember, but, um, I mean, he's about a shoe in to be finished as a wide receiver too, almost every single year. He's currently at the, you know, bottom end of a wide receiver three, but he's on a new team on a one year deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, He's maybe he doesn't right missed also missed some time um but juju's been a hard cookie to sell for two three years at this point so yeah probably give me pacheco because he's he's a rookie he's the new hotness he would probably be a lot easier to move for more than juju ah yeah forget the rapid fire i lied one more just popped up as i refreshed looks like they added in the trades from december the third you'll love this one Michael Pittman Jr., Pacheco, and Sky Moore, or your shining star, Dallas Cowboy, C.D. Lamb. Uh, don't say he's not my shining star. Um, <laughs> no, give me give me Pittman, Sky Moore, and Pacheco. Uh, personally, I think I have Pittman above C.D. Lamb in my rankings. Uh, Let me see. I do. I have Pittman as wide receiver 12 and CD as wide receiver 14. So, yeah, give me Pittman. And then the extras on top of it. Yeah, I got Pittman at 13 and CD at 15. So, same thing. But, yeah, I'm with you. And I'm also super high on Sky. I shouldn't say super high on Sky Moore, but I really like Sky Moore also. So, you're not Sky High on Sky Moore? I am Sky High on Sky Moore. Cloud 69. I think he has a pretty good game against my Bengals. Just I'm hoping feeling. so. 
Uh, I feel like his, good his usage has gone up here lately. I can't remember yeah, I mean, exactly, but... No, be Cole Hardman, Juju being banged up. He's been on the field quite a bit more than previously this season, about double the snaps, it looks like. Yeah, his snap but percentage yeah. is in the 40%, like 40-ish percent the last two weeks. And then in, against the Chargers, he finished his... I know it's nothing crazy. He finished his wide receiver 33. But considering what he's done all season before that, it just gives you a little taste of maybe what's to come. I, I do really like Sky more, though. These, they took him in the second round for a reason. We should have known that he wasn't a year one play anyways. And that he was going to need a little bit of developing. No, the, I think like the writing he, was... Sorry, go ahead. Well, it just looks like he's finally developing a little bit. Now the opportunity is presenting himself, and he's kind of showing us what he's worth. Uh, absolutely, I completely agree with you. Um, I think the writing was on the wall when they drafted Sky Moore and signed Juju to one a Juju to a one year deal. He's a bridge. They're playing wide receiver by committee right now. The only guaranteed thing on that offense, besides Patrick Mahomes, is Travis Kelsey. I, I think Sky Moore could be a, I mean, a high end wide receiver too. I think is his ceiling. Oh, he can, he can skyrocket up there a little bit. I hope he does. I, I really, I really like Sky Moore. I think he's got every tool in the toolbox. Yeah, he's got to pull out the Swiss Army knife to be on the Chiefs. Apparently, got to be a Absolutely. return man. Got to be a slot guy. He's got to do it all hey, for now. But it's wor- it worked out good for Tyree Kill. Right. That is true. But we'll move on to. Another rookie wide receiver who is going to be making his debut finally this week, Jamison Williams. Just wanted to go through a few trades of his over the last week or so since his debut has been inching closer and closer for the past couple of weeks, I believe, since he was activated. Or they opened his window to play from the IR. But let's see. Jameson or J-Mo or a 23 first? That's kind of tough, man. It could be a coin flip depending on where that 23 first is projected. If it's a... 107. Give me J-Mo. Okay, 105. Give me the 23 first. Okay. If I that's can't replace JMO, that's that's tough, man. That's <laughs> what I was getting at. If I can replace Jamison Williams with a guy like Addison Boutte or JSN, I'm doing it. If not, I'm keeping William Jamison. Okay, that's fair. I'd be fine with swapping him for Addison or Boutte, Booty, JSN. Not so much. I'd rather hold on to JMO personally. That's where we're drawing the line between me and you, but that's just fine. We're we're kind of in the same boat. If I can't replace him with... I'll probably draw the line the same place, actually, now that I think about it. If I can't replace him with one of the top two wide receivers, I'll keep him. Because I think Jamison Williams, <sighs> potential-wise, could be the best wide receiver from this last class. I, I'd got to throw one more in there. I think I'd be fine if I got Quentin Johnston back. I think I'd be fine with him over J-Mo. 
I really started to love QJ. He is explosive. He's a large man. I think he's going to be a pretty damn good NFL player. He certainly could be. Not, I know he's a, a guy that's got but DK Metcalf esque that that type of guy. And I love right. DK Metcalf. He's been getting a lot of traction here lately. Um, he's finally. I don't doing know something. if I'm right. I don't know if I'm quite in that same boat just yet. Um, but if I like, I said, if I can't replace him with Addison or Butte, I'll just keep Williams. That's that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm drawing the line. So it'd have to be 105, 106 or sooner. We'll have to do a rookie draft to see where we're going to think these guys are going to go. But I think 105, 106 is about where you can expect to still see Addison or Butte Booty. So that that's where I'm putting my line in the sand. Well... I guess I'll just say it now. You're going to love it. I did move QJ above JSN. JSN is now my wide receiver four. Four. Rookie rankings. I can't complain about it. Uh, JSN hasn't played since week one. So maybe he'll come out and play if uh, the Buckeyes make it to the playoffs, which I'm hoping they do, and I'm hoping to see JSN suit up because I don't think he suits up if we aren't in the playoffs. But I just I would just love to see JSN go out there and play. Don't... And just one more time. Just one. Just just to just to put it back out there on the table and be like, "Yeah, motherfuckers, I still got it." Yeah. We'll, we'll see if he even does still got it, but just kidding. I'm sure he does. But on to the next one. JMO or Gabe Davis? Oh, J-Mo. Easy. Easily? By lady slide. Hmm. By a good bit, yeah. I guess you're not a Gabe Davis fan or Gabe Davis hater for you to put you in a category. No, I mean, I like Gabe Davis. I'm actually looking at my rankings now. I finally got them done. So, currently yeah. I've got... Gabe Davis is my wide receiver 25 and Jamison Williams. I know it sounds ass backwards, but Jamison Williams is wide receiver 28. So I do have Gabe Davis higher, but I think that Gabe Davis is about topped out where he can be. I think Jamison Williams has the potential to skyrocket. So just because I currently have Gabe Davis ranked higher doesn't mean that I don't like Jamison Williams possibilities. Yeah, I got JMO at 26 and Davis at 28. So they're about. JMO's only going to rise from here. He could, by the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if I move him right up top twenty on Burks, cracking the top twenty. Right. That that's that's exactly where my head's at. Also, uh, we know Gabe Davis. He's the wide receiver two option out there. Jameson Williams could come in and be wide receiver one on his team. He's that could deep be. ball guy too. So Ooh, here we go. So. Nice one, I think. The player we showed some love to earlier. J-Mo or Amari Cooper in a third? Mm. It's tougher than I initially thought. Yeah. If I'm... I hate to always rely on, like, team situation type shit. 
but I think it makes it easier. If I'm contending, give me Cooper because I don't know what James. You know, he's he's coming back. It's what week thirteen. He hasn't played football in a while, so he's obviously going to have to knock the rust off and get in game speed and all that. Blah blah blah. Um, so it'll probably be two or three weeks before we really see, you know, Jamison Williams hit that top speed. Um, yeah, I don't think this week we're going to see too much from him. Honestly, I'd be surprised yeah. if he gets 50% of the snaps. I was thinking we'd, I'd be surprised if he sees 30 plus. Um, if I'm rebuilding, give me Jamison Williams. I think that's where the line draws for me. The third means nothing. This is basically Amari Cooper for Jamison Williams. I might go Amari Cooper if I'm if if I'm Ryan, I'm probably taking Amari Cooper. I'd hope so. If I'm not Ryan and I'm me, I'm taking Jamison Williams because I suck in that league. My team is productive struggle and it is not willingly. That's an understatement to call that team productive struggle. Yes, I suck. Two. I just got two more for you. I just Okey-dokey. scrolled past. Very intrigued, I think. J-Mo, 23 first and second. 24 first for Justin Jefferson. So J-Mo, two first and a second. Give me J-Mo and the picks. I mean, you're yeah, basically that's... talking three first plus value for Justin Jefferson. And don't get me wrong, I love Justin Jefferson just as much as the next guy that loves Justin Jefferson. But I dead honest think that Jamison Williams ceiling is probably a top three, top five wide receiver dynasty wise. And then you're also tossing picks on top of that. That's there's there's just so much flexibility there. Yeah, no, no wide receiver is worth three first in my mind. If you're giving me three first to value, even as much as I love Jamar Chase, whoop, you're gone, buddy. Give me the yeah. same deal for Jamar. I'm taking J-Mo's side all day. Right. Um, to me, in the leagues we play, the only per- people that are worth three firsts are, is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I won't argue that. I was going to say Josh Allen, but he's kind of stunk it up since like week six. Week five. Yeah, he doesn't look too hot. But the real Josh no. Allen has returned. Last one of the night. I think this one's even more interesting. J-Bo and your guy, Trey Lance, also my guy, for Jalen Waddle. Now, nah, give me Jamison Williams and Trey Lance. Why? I like Jalen Waddle. I currently have him, I believe, as my wide receiver four or five in all of Dynasty. Yep, I have I got him. Fifth. Yep, wide receiver four in Dynasty. Um, man, I just can't get away from Trey Lance. <laughs> I really can't. We play super flex leagues. Trey Lance, I still, I believe enough in him. And then I'm in the same boat. I've got Jamison Williams. I know I've got him like. Kai twenty, I think twenty eight wide receiver twenty eight dynasty right now, but he could very easily make his way up to low teens this year, depending on what he does. I think he cracks top twenty, assuming he scores a touchdown or two, um, and then can only just go up from there. So give me 
the young quarterback and the young wide receiver. Yeah, don't even ask ask me. It's Trey Lance side. Don't care. It's Trey Lance. Being that it's a super flex league, I mean, if you give me a quarterback who's got top eight potential, I'll take that all day long. And I'm not even big on Trey Lance as you are anymore. Yeah, I couldn't trade away Trey Lance and JMO for Jalen Waddle. I just couldn't do that. No, no. And I'd, I'd have a. We got to talk. They have JMO valued higher than Trey Lance. They what? They have JMO valued higher than Trey Lance. Dynasty Nerds does? Yes, they do. That's very interesting. It's intra. Is that by value wise? Is that super flex values? Yep. If you offer me your Trey Lance for my Jameson Williams, you can have them. I'll ship them to you first day air. <laughs> yeah. Um, first class ticket. Take them. I, the Trey Lance. They're both and lottery I don't even tickets. Think it's close. They're both lottery tickets still, but <clears throat> being in Superflex League, yeah, give me Trey Lance all day long. I don't. It's not even a question. I mean, I get all the injury concerns and can he really play due to FCS and blah, blah, blah. We've but seen, we saw that Williams same really shit. Played? Right. We saw that. We One saw year? those same questions for Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields the last several years. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's just the time to get guys like that the fucking opportunity and chance they deserve and show out. You know, I could see Trey Lance doing next year what Justin Fields has done since week five this year. It's very possible. I wouldn't put money on it, but it's possible. Yeah. He's also got way better weapons. That he does. But I'm going to send out some Trey Lance trades right now and get me some more shares. I think the real question is, what would you trade to get Trey Lance? Trade to get him. Yeah, so. Straight up, or if I'm adding more. Are what is he worth to you in picks? Two first. And then two first. That's two it. Two first. Uh That's like twenty three first and a twenty four first or two twenty like it doesn't matter, just a mix of first. Just a mix of first. One okay. in each year, not two in the same draft unless not two twenty three first. But two twenty four first I'd give for him. And you'd and also give him a twenty three and a twenty four. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then let's say if you were a Trey Lance owner, would you Okay, no. Let me let me take that back. Say you have Justin Fields and you're trying to get Trey Lance. Is that an even swap to you? It would have been before week 5. It would have been You yeah, talk you're saying happened. it would have been when Justin Fields was only valued as not even Desmond Ritter? Precisely. I'd, I'd need a little bit more on top of Trey Lance to move uh, By a little bit more, are you talking like 23 second? I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Okay. Which, ironically, the trade I have pulled up on Sleepy right now is 
me sending <laughs> away exactly Justin that. Fields for Trey Lance, and I'm looking at the guy's team like, what else do I want on top of it? How how funny is that? That's great. You're welcome for that that trade advice. Um, yep. Let's let's start off with a 23 hmm. first. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you you got to ask for three thousand dollars, but realize you'll take five. Yeah. I've... Okay, so what? Obviously, you're going to be trying to buy Trey Lance. So, what would you add to? Are you're pretty well out on Zach Wilson, right? No, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think he starts again this season for him. I don't think Mike White holds the job the rest of the year. I don't think I mean, he does they either. Have no, what am I looking for? The right words. They have nothing invested in Mike White. Right. Zach Wilson, they still have plenty of money and years left on him. So I don't think, I think this is just a teaching moment for Zach Wilson. Get your shit Hopefully. together. Admit your wrongs. Grow the fuck up. You're going to do that from the bench the next couple of weeks. I think he's going right. to get a shot again. And I... I believe in his talent. I think he's very, very talented. He has the arm talent. I just think it's between the ears and that he's used to being the guy, the star. And BYU, he can do no wrong. Right. I think it's part of his problem. He's been sheltered from that aspect that he hasn't been told by his teammates, hey, you fucking suck. Plus, you also got to think... Right. Plus, you gotta gotta you gotta think where he went to school, being BYU, a completely different atmosphere compared to exactly yeah any other public fucking college. Um, okay. So, would you add anything to Zach Wilson to get Trey Lance? And if so, what would that be? Uh both sides. I I need a first, and I would happily add a first to Zach Wilson. Okay, so you want Trey Lance, you're going to add a first to Zach Wilson to get Trey Lance? Yeah, especially at this point. I don't see, in the community's eyes, Zach Wilson being valued very highly. Right. And if you want to move off of him, you're going to have to add something significant on top. Especially if you want to tear up in quarterback, you need something nice on top. Right especially considering you just said that you felt like Trey Lance was worth two firsts. So I can see where you're coming from. I'm trying to think of something else of another one, but nothing's really like it. I don't think that you could get a Mac Jones plus something and get Trey Lance. Um, no, I don't I want Okay. No T law or Mac Daddy. Jones or T law or Trevor blah T law. Or Trey Lance. Sorry. God, that's so damn ironic because I got another trade pulled up. And it's <laughs> possibly sending away my T-Law for Trey Lance and some other stuff. But You've got to start uh, paying me for this advice. <laughs> I, I, it's like I'm sharing my screen with you or something. Which is funny because you're not at all. <laughs> I'd go T-Law right now. He's... He's shown a lot this season. I think so too. He's taken significant progress. Yes, yes. 
especially to add, I'd probably want to first and Lance for T-Law at least, if not more. So again, T-Law's proven it. Right now he's QB 10. Right. And by ranking wise, he's QB 10. Him and Lance aren't far apart as far as my rankings are currently. But if I'm moving off T-Law that's been proving it for Trey Lance, who's still unproven, then yeah, I want something very nice on top. I and definitely agree with you. I've got T-Law as my QB 9. So and I do I'm have same, Trey same Lance boat. ranked way too high. I am aware of that. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 for what I think he's going to do next year, I think he's properly ranked. Well, and that's what's beautiful about your own rankings is that you're trying to forecast where this guy's going to go. Personally, that's not how I have Trey Lance on mine. He hasn't. I still have him as a top 15 quarterback, and he's literally done dog shit. I just still believe in him uh, to, to a certain degree. Yeah. All right, look at Fields. Similar situation, has improved shit than week five through – what, week 10, 11, where he got hurt? Bam. And then all of a sudden, for us, moved into the top 10 quarterback. For most people in Dynasty, same thing. Right. And for a lot of people, he's, <clears throat> excuse me, not someone that you can trade at this point. No, at this point, you're, I mean, if you drafted him, if you drafted him coming out, so you've got him for a pretty decent uh, draft capital, you're probably finally playing with a little bit of house money or at least back up to what you got in him. And if you got him for cheap, you probably already sold him when his value went through the roof. So yeah, I I would, I would be holding on to Justin Fields right now because I personally have him. We talked about this before on the same trajectory as a guy like Jalen hurts. If they can just build around him, man, Justin Fields could, could be very special and be great for fantasy football for a number of years. We're already seeing it this season. They're slowly moving in that direction, letting him run more, design runs, putting the ball in his hands more to make a play instead of the, you're going to drop back and throw the ball, or we're not going to let you throw the ball at all, and you're going to deal with it. I, so I'm you extremely... can see his progression already, and as well as the coaching staff. I think a lot has to do with the coaching staff, because like you said, they're opening up the playbook, and they're finally calling plays that, involve him using his legs not just on runs but scrambles and throwing on the run which is what I mean he's great at he's his accuracy rolling left is fucking crazy ha uh-huh. interesting the Debbie League you hold Trey Lance and I hold Justin Fields oh we uh-oh. It is a Debbie depleted first. So, okay. Let's talk about it on the air. Whoa. Would <clears throat> would Trey Lance and a Debbie depleted first be enough for Justin Fields for you? This one, considering it's 24 depleted? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me... Yeah. Let me look. Who's my uh, Debbie players? I know one's Brock Bowers. I think I got Will Shipley also. You do. Yep. You got the two white fellas. <clears throat> Not surprising there. Oh, you stopped that. 
Yeah, I don't think I could add either uh, of them to Trey Lance. To, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have the first over those two, quite frankly. At least, for sure, Will Shipley. Brock Bowers, I love him. He's my dynasty tight, sorry, Debbie tight end one. But that's a, that's a long wait for a tight end. But you're good here because you, you do have Kelsey. That's right. You have Kelsey and Higby, Kelsey. so it's... You're you're fine waiting on him. Yeah, that was that was my exact thought. This this draft actually went somewhat decent for me, outside of Trey Lance and wide receivers. But um, yeah, well, I mean, I got oh, Garrett wait, Wilson, Christian Watson. I mean, Clyde, well, yeah, Clyde, Clyde and then off. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like to a degree, this team actually went somewhat decent for me, and I also have. Hmm, that's going to be a high 23 first. You also have Pacheco and Wondell Robinson on your taxi squad as well. Yes. So you're pretty well off on this team. I don't know if you said it or not, but you also have Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I have Jalen Hurts, and that's why I'm thinking about this Justin Fields stack. That would be nasty. Um, Especially when you look at who's coming back next year for you. I mean, just... At least Javante, probably Darnell Mooney. I don't see the Bears replacing him. Even if they draft or sign a receiver, he's still going to be involved. Right. And then I've got two running backs, like you said, Javante and Pacheco. Hopefully Pacheco doesn't get replaced, but it's possible. Um, yet Wanda Robinson, who I'm very high on. You got him coming back next year to a more than likely improved Giants team compared to now. Right, and I already got Christian Watson and Garrett Wilson. See, you're you're young, but you've got Wendell pieces sprinkled in there. And again, you're looking at next season anyway, so with Wandell coming back, that's a big boost. Javante coming back, another big one. It's honestly Plus, not a it's honestly not a bad team, to be honest. It's it's young and has pieces I mean it's it's like a year or two out. For sure. And next year you'll you'll be a playoff team. Oh yeah, I think so. And with you know both your <clears throat> Devies being twenty four guys, it'll be a lot easier to move next year. Right. If you wanted to move them. If I wanted to move them and super content. Yeah, so things are looking up over there. Justin Fields can improve that for you as well. Honestly, it's it's not a bad trade. It's not, especially when it like you said, it is Debbie depleted. So whoever the hell I'm getting, probably at that point, it's not going to close the gap between Fields and Lance going into next season. No, it's 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 really not because um, guys like I mean, it's, it's not, not like going to be gonna, a 23 guy. Oh, I'm going to. Mm, there's not an easy way to look to yep. see head messages. Oh, is it pinned? Okay. Yep, and then I got a the Debbie sheet for us instead of looking through the rosters. I gotcha. But all the twenty three guys are basically gone. The top guys. And Marvin Harrison Jr.'s already drafted. Nick Singleton's gone. I mean, yeah, so mm. Are you looking at Quashad Junkins probably? 
it will probably be the best available player in this one. Uh, Quentin Johnson, maybe? Uh, he was drafted. Was he? He was. Uh, yep, he was. So, I mean, looking at probably Judkins. And you're already dealing with it now. Do you really want to wait two-plus years for a running back to come in? I mean, you're going through with Will Shipley right now. I'd, right. I, Not the biggest on Will Shipley. You're much higher than me on him, but it seemed like last year, freshman year, he came in like a wrecky ball. He was hot and heavy, and now this year it seems like he's cooled off a good amount in the community. He's definitely cooled off in the community, but he still had a good year. He did. I don't. I haven't looked at his numbers, but I don't. At least the vibe and his hype doesn't feel like it's as good as his freshman year. No, it's the the hype is nowhere near there. Um, so he f- currently has eleven hundred and ten rushing yards and fifteen touchdowns on one hundred ninety three attempts. Um, That's not bad. Let me see if I can find his. And then another, he's got zero receiving touchdowns, but he's got another 220 yards receiving. Just just didn't find the end zone, but as we know by now, he does have the receiving chops. It might be because he's a white guy, but he's been compared to McCaffrey quite often. Oh, it's it's crazy because, uh, were they looking at that wrong? I might have been looking at that wrong. No, it's weird. I'm using the CBS app, and oh when you change the years, it changes the, like, it went, like, rushing, receiving, it, like, in that order. It flipped uh-huh. them for the for the following year, or for the first year. So it's ah, weird. Good old CBS for you. Yeah, I need to stop using them fuckers. No, but he, he came out like a fucking torpedo his freshman year and he's he's definitely cooled off but he still had a hell of a year in my opinion um no Blake Corum year but he had a hell of a year he did it was very respectable so let's go ahead and get that deal done send it over big guy oh you want me to send it over oh yeah oh why don't why don't I'll send it over after we're done with this episode I'll, I'll send it over oh I know I'll, how this I'll goes work. I'll work on it right now. Oh, we can't can't wait too long. Our trade deadlines this week. Oh, I'm working on it right now. I'm just gonna have it pulled up on my phone. All of our leads um, are are this week by the end of the week. So it'll be so it'll be interesting to see tilting. What Monday night after Monday night's game ends, it's done, right? Yep. You got to make all trades before the end of the game Monday. Yep. So it'll. It'll be interesting across all of our leagues. The ones I commish, they're all the same. Trading deadlines are all this week. So I can't wait to see what kind of deals go down Sunday at 3 o'clock just because of how things are going so far and they're making that playoff push. I'm hoping that's why I can finally move off fucking Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott in this league. In the Premier Devi League? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you. Can't move them for anything. Which is unfortunate. I don't want them. <laughs> I know. I think we talked about that earlier. Not today, but in a earlier episode. Same thing that you would package them together for something. In my opinion, that was super cheap. It's crazy that 
you, you couldn't package them together and get rid of them. I've still been trying today. Some of just random offers to, honestly, everyone at this point to see if somebody will bite. Being in that it's the a Devi league, are you looking just for picks or what are you, what are you looking for? I'm looking for about anything that gives me a better outlook of the future because I'm playing for 2024. 24. Yeah. So I have Caleb, Quinn, Quinn, and Xavier Worthy. And I do Bijan. have Bijan coming in next year, but that's besides the point. But the meat of my guys are coming in in 24. Your QBs are coming in in 24. Which is another big reason why I'm fine with swapping fields for Lance because I'm not. I don't need that field's production next year. Right. Nor do you want it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> but that's where we're at. I'll patiently wait for you to send that over so we can make a pretty big splash in this league. This is the same one that the Kyle Pitts trade went down earlier. So I'd say we haven't had too many big trades post-draft. I moved Jamar for Caleb Williams and Bijan. That's probably the biggest trade that's went down so far. That way, the Kyle Pitts trade. So we have had we've had a handful of smaller moves, but nothing I'd say involving quarterbacks. Really, I don't think we've had any quarterbacks moved since the draft. No, I I kind of feel like this league's been a little stale, trade wise. Yeah, I know. Just from talking to people, I know a couple of guys are very experienced in Debbie. Seems like we got a handful of seasoned Debbie guys and a lot of not seasoned Debbie guys. And right. Debbie players seem like they're a pain in the ass to get. I've tried for Zach Evans all year long, and I can't get him. Mm. It's just Zach Evans. It's not not coming for Jameer Gibbs or nothing. Right. So it's just very hard to come by. Unfortunately, I was hoping Debbie players would be flying around left to right maybe next year because it's a combined rookie and Debbie draft. So there's no no limits on how many Debbies we can roster. So it'll be interesting to see once we add a shit ton more than 24 to the pool if those pockets will loosen up a little bit. It's It's entirely possible. Um, although I think it's not likely because, uh, these, most guys in Debbie leagues feel like these Debbie players are worth fucking gold, even though they haven't even made it to the NFL yet. But that's just from my little bit of experience between Debbie and like C2C, it seems like those college guys are just, I mean, they're worth like one and a half times what an NFL player at the same position is worth. Which is ridiculous. I... Yes. I thought this one, they would be valued more properly, of course, below the NFL talent. So I tried a productive struggle, go one quarterback with Justin Fields. I tried to take advantage of that type of market, sell off my NFL guys for a handful of Debbie guys, and it hasn't worked so far, unfortunately. it's, it's, It's the same thing like how you're saying the Kyle Pitts guy was wanting Pat F. and Quinn Ewers which to me is absolutely crazy because then that guy's going to turn around and try and sell Quinn Ewers for fucking, you know, three sacks of testicles. <laughs> it's He's going to want a, you know, an arm and a leg for him, but he's trying to get you. He's trying, he's low balling you, but he's going to expect to get several pairs of balls back for him. 
It just uh-huh. you can't win in it, it, in my opinion. Sometimes it's just you can't win in in Devi or C two C leagues. Yeah, I mean that particular manager went from asking for Traylon Burks and Pat F to Quinn and Pat F to getting George Kittle and Josh Palmer. Right. That's is that Come the on. same guy that said that he wouldn't trade Desmond Ritter for Fields? It sure is. <laughs> let's see how that. Let's let's see if we can piss him off. <laughs> yeah, we got to get him listening to the show. We've talked about him quite a bit on here. Yeah, we have. Heavy one too. I mean, I'm I, I I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but when you keep making bad take after bad take after bad take, it's hard not to laugh at you. Yeah, and if I was him in this particular situation, hanging out in the middle, I would have sold Kyle Pitts, not for what he's was getting offered. I offered him Pat F straight up to see if he'd take it. He said no. Well, especially considering, like you said, he's a very QB needy team. Why trade away Kyle Pitts if you don't have a solid QB two? Yeah, he's got Dak and something else. I forget Daniel Jones. Ha! Huh. Yeah, because he offered me Daniel Jones at a first for Fields and Pollard. I think a couple weeks ago. Obviously, this is being after Fields kind of erupted. Oh, yeah, because he sent me that, and I declined it, replied back to him, like, you should have bought Fields when I was asking dirt-cheap prices for him. Right, when I wanted Desen Ritter and a first. Yeah, which is mid-delayed at this point, and Debbie depleted. He'd be probably be a top-three team right now if he had Fields. He'd be in a lot better position, that's for sure, and then that Kittle trade for Pitts would make a hell of a lot more sense. Yeah, all I got back to that was just a facepalm reaction to my message. She's like, yeah, I know you're not facepalming me, buddy. That's got to be you right now. Yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Nope. Sure can't. But that'll about wrap us up this week. You got anything additional you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, No, not really. Um, Hopefully we don't see more injuries. Probably will. But hopefully it's nothing crazy, nothing serious. Um, Really excited to see what these college football playoff rankings are tomorrow. I know that that doesn't have anything to do with like dynasty right now, but man, I'm hoping the Buckeyes make it in. I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling if, for you. I know we'll do a, uh, a breakdown on ours, but man, I would love to see a rematch between us, between our teams. I would love to see that. Yeah, you say Particularly that in the championship field. game. Yeah, that would be a sight to see. Michigan OSU for the natty. That'd be sweet, man. Which, luckily, with the playoffs nowadays, that's something that could possibly happen, especially with the expansion to 12, which we'll touch more about on our Debbie podcast. So we'll save that good talk for that, that episode. I'm excited for the expansion, but, yeah, we'll we'll save the meat and potatoes of that for the, the rightful episode. Precisely. But that'll do it for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Gump7285. The podcast, you can find at DFT Podcast. You can find my co-host Derek at D underscore Cook93. That is spelled K-O-C-H, just like Koch. That's where you can find us on the good old Twitter. We also are beginning to expand into Instagram and TikTok. 
get a little bit more active on those sites. You can find us on TikTok at Dynasty Football Talk and Instagram at DFT Pod. But that'll wrap us up for this episode of Dynasty Football Talk. And have a wonderful weekend watching football. And let's just hope and pray we don't get too many more injuries. Absolutely. See you guys. Bye.